This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. Got this one out just in the nick of time, but I really wanted you guys to hear your own voices reflecting back what Christmas is like for you from an 8 lens. It was such a delight to put this together. Did you know we even have a way of talking? For the most part, there's kind of this slow, easy cadence. It's been pretty fun getting to know all of you. You're all so cool. Anyway, listen into what you have to say about what Christmas is like from an eight lens. A funny Christmas memory that I have is of my sister and I. We used to sleep in bunk beds in the same room, but on Christmas Eve, we decided to cram into the bottom bunk together. And it was a very narrow bunk bed. And I woke up at some point during the night and I had misread my watch. I had misread the big hand and the little hand. And I had thought that the watch said it was 536 in the morning. But in fact, it was actually 11 at night. And so I wanted my sister to wake up with me. For some reason, I didn't take a direct tactic as I usually would have. And I was trying to get her to wake up through pestering her and poking her. And at one point I draped my arm across her face in a bid to wake her up. And she she bit me. She almost bit me hard enough to make me bleed. And <laughs> I turned around and slugged her in the nose, punched her right in the nose, and she ended up bleeding. And so at 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve, I'd been bitten, my sister had been punched, and the party hadn't even started yet. Eights in Christmas, like I mentioned in my last message, me, my dad, and my brother are all eights. And we are not great at surprises. I have better impulse control than either of them, but if I had my way, I would not have any surprises. I would, you know, I would have picked out everything that I'm going to get. Or if there is a surprise, it's something that I already mentioned that I want. I don't really leave hints for people. I am more direct than that. So it'd be like, oh, I'm planning to buy these six things for myself in the next few months. And then you're like, oh, no, I'll get it for you. That could be a surprise. But like, it's not a real surprise because... It's something that I already wanted and already expressed wanting and was already planning to buy. So it's almost like a, like an act of service for you to take it off my list. So holidays in my house used to definitely be a lot different and have definitely changed a lot over the last, I'd say, decade or so. Um, but some of my like best memories from the holidays when I was a kid and when I was a teenager, um, we used to be the house that everybody would come to. We used to have 25, 30, 40 people over um, at Christmas and one year we just decided that it was getting too big to have a dinner. And so we started, we created an appetizer competition. Anybody could come as long as your ticket in the door was an appetizer that you were going to submit for the competition that we were going to have. And when you have 20 people bringing appetizers, you just have to nibble and try each one and everybody is full. So we had all these really great, really creative appetizers and dishes that everybody would bring and we would just kind of share and eat it like potluck style almost. And everybody kind of had their group and we would all just eat and drink and laugh and enjoy the whole night. And then at some point, once everybody had eaten, we would all vote on the appetizer competition and the winner would get whatever gift card we determined that year. My mom always stored all our presents already wrapped and ready to go in her tiny bedroom closet. And I remember the magic of opening that closet door and seeing just a wall of shiny, brightly wrapped gifts. 
waiting for Christmas. And I would read the labels, count them, (laughs) figure out whose was whose and whatnot. My mom's parents, I usually would stay up late helping my grandmother wrap presents for her six kids and their spouses and all of the grandkids. So there was always a giant pile to do. I remember curling ribbons with her and just enjoying some one-on-one time with her. I always got a lot of presents because my brother and I were the only grandkids for eight years on that side of the family, which worked out really well. My mom had a sister that she was really close to, and that sister had five children, two boys who were old enough that I don't particularly remember thinking of them as friends, but they also had three daughters and were very close with me and my sister. And it was really important to my mom and her sister that their children grow up as friends. And so they put a lot of effort into bringing us together as often as they could. And that included Christmas. So every other year, I believe, our families came together. And we would alternate between going down to their house in Toronto or them coming to Ottawa, um, where we would celebrate at my grandparents' house. And this was a very strong body memory for me, but I did not like my grandparents' house. The vibe was not right. And I don't, it wasn't about them. It was about the house. I wonder if something had happened there at one point before they moved in, but there was a darkness to the house. So I never liked being there. There were these creaky stairs that were open onto the basement. Everything just felt sinister. The basement had weird footprints set into the concrete, and it just wasn't wasn't quite right. But for some reason, at Christmas, when the house was full of my girl cousins who I loved, everything felt different. Suddenly, the place was transformed, and it felt like magic. And it was a ridiculously small space for that many people. Eight children and ten adults in a two-bedroom apartment. The tree just brimmed over with gifts. We basically had to kind of live on top of each other, which was delightful. All of us cousins would sleep in my grandparents' room. Most of us would jam into one bed. Some would be on the floor. And the amount of anticipation, knowing that we would come down the stairs and see our stockings all lined up and heaps of presents was something I'll never forget. I remember with my cousins running around in the living room, dragging our feet on the carpet as long as possible so that we could get as big of a charge of static electricity to zap each other with. And that was always great fun. Christmas season as a whole, I like it. I, you know, it's exciting. It's fun. It's, you know, there's bright lights and music and Santa Claus and joy and people are actually nice to each other. And then Christmas Day feels like this big lead up to this, like, disappointing letdown on Christmas Day. Because I know that the day after Christmas, the lights go down Everything gets put away and boxed up. There's trash everywhere from Christmas. And it's just cold and dark and wet and sad until spring and summer. So, yeah, not a big fan. I remember this one year that my aunt got really buzzed and we were playing apples to apples. And I think the card was something like violent 
And so everybody was submitting their other cards of like Genghis Khan and who's Charles Manson and like all these violent world dictators like known for their violence. And my drunk ass aunt submitted creamed corn. There were probably 20 of us playing and the thought of creamed corn being violent sent us all into the kind of laughter where you have a headache because you cannot breathe and you cannot move and your stomach is just cramping and all of us were on the ground just dying and I remember going who in the hell submitted creamed corn and she gets up and starts waving her arms and defending how they're all in this bowl together and they're all just fighting for space and nobody can move anywhere and nobody can get anywhere and it's just a very violent environment okay and for some reason it's been probably 10 or 15 years since that happened and I still die laughing every time I think about that and my uncle would often dress like Santa Claus and that was a source of quirkiness but at the same time discomfort because I really did not want to sit on his lap I thought it was stupid I knew it was him I didn't believe in Santa Claus and I felt much too tough and much too old to be sitting on my uncle's lap and having to like kind of pretend like I didn't know who he was. Again, we are all eights, except for my mom, who's a two. and She's the best two in the world. And <laughs> my dad grew up not getting what he wanted for Christmas. So that definitely informs the way that he treats gifts now. But like, yeah, he would much rather, even if he thinks he's going to keep it a secret, he's probably going to tell you, if not right when he buys it, if not in the weeks leading up to giving you the gift, it will be in the moment before you unwrap the gift. And he just, it's like a compulsion. Um, and then my brother is just like, I don't, he, it's almost like he thinks he's sneakier than he is. So he's like talking about the gift in like code, but it's not really code because it's very obvious what they're talking about. So he spoils gifts too. And then I haven't spoiled any gifts. Like, I would if you asked me directly, if you said, Joy, I really want to know. I really want to know what you got me. <laughs> like, I'm definitely going to tell you because I'm proud of myself for what I picked out for you. And I don't really want to wait for you to find out how good it is. So that's gift giving specifically. But that's that's what I think of when I think of eights in my family and uh, Christmas. We always had two Christmas dinners, which always felt really wrong to me because couldn't really enjoy the first one completely. Usually you're so starving until you got to eat the first Christmas dinner, but then you kept being told to take it easy because like we have another Christmas dinner to go to. And so you never fully got to enjoy either one. You're either starving and tried to hold back or you were still full from the first one and now you just kind of have to suck it up. Our dinners involved setting up a whole bunch of extra tables in the kitchen because we couldn't all fit at one. One of the things I remember most were my grandmother's tarts. She made lemon meringue tarts and she also made these little mincemeat tarts with a little pastry cutout that sat on top, usually in the shape of a star or a circle. And I didn't even like mincemeat, but I remember eating them fondly because they tasted like memory and they reminded me of Christmases before. My name's Heather, and my eightest Christmas thing was growing up, my mom always had a certain amount of money that she would put towards each one of our Christmas gifts for myself and my brothers. 
And what she ended up doing most years was just gifting us the money. And then we as a family would go to the mall the day after Christmas and we would spend our Christmas money. And I loved it because it became like a competition to see how well I could spend that $100. And it was always so fun to try to figure out how I could get exactly what I wanted and the most stuff for my money to really make that gift good. And then I wouldn't get stuck with something that I didn't want. My mom gave the best presents. She was very, very careful and intentional and bought us all totally unique things. We were always surprised. There were there were always gifts that we were expecting, but then there were always little gems that would pop up in our stockings that she'd managed to hide from us that were completely unique and original. I have no idea where she would find these things, but it turns out now that I'm all grown up, I'm a lot like her and I live for those unique little gifts that I can give my children that will delight them. But I am nowhere near as talented as she is at finding them. When I was little, we had huge family Christmases and they were the absolute best. We had over 11 people in our family. We would have hundreds of presents big room. The Christmas tree would be off in the corner. There would be three, four, five feet of presents and we would stack them. We would pile them, but there are just so many. And my mom and I would wrap them. We would just wrap and wrap and get really elaborate with our presents. Big, huge bows. And one time we wrapped a present green and we made markings on it to make it look like a soccer field and made a little pipe cleaner goalpost, printed pictures of my cousins and put them on little stick figures like they were playing soccer. We just went all out. It was so fun. And sometimes we would spend the night at my grandma's house and wake up there Christmas morning and hear the jingle bells, knowing that Santa had come. And it was just so exciting. Big, huge family gift giving extravaganza um, is like my best Christmas memories. It was just so fun, all of us together. I have this memory of a snowstorm on Christmas Eve and how a friend of the family had been visiting for some reason and he couldn't drive home to be with his family for Christmas. They lived across the border in another province, a good ways down a country road. And so my eight mother, of course, came to his rescue and told him, why don't you just stay with us? And I remember, even though the snow had started raging outside, she sent my dad out to buy this man some sheepskin gloves. It was really important to her that when he wake up in the morning, he have a beautiful present waiting under the tree because he couldn't be with his family. I was really young. I think I was probably eight or nine. And in my immature eightness, I was so angry and upset that this man had invaded our Christmas. It felt so wrong to me that this person I barely knew was ruining the magic feeling that I desperately wanted on Christmas. Usually we got some snow, and so we spent a lot of time outside sled riding. Uh, One year I went sledding down the hill with my mom. I was a little older, probably 12 or so. Whatever reason, I put her in front of me. I think I was taller than she was or about the same height as she was. When we got to the base of the hill, there was a little ditch that had kind of dug out because of going down so many times. When we hit the bump, my mom injured her tailbone, threw her head back into my face and broke my nose. And I think that's the last time. I'm not sure if that's the last time I went sledding or not, but it seems like it was. 
And then at the end of the night, we would, you know, once we were finished with our game or we just got too tired to play anymore, um, we would clean everything up. And our tradition, once all of the, like, extended family and friends had gone, we would freeze shot glasses and then dip them in Hershey's chocolate sauce. And then we would take shots of peppermint schnapps um, all together as a family. And I remember them letting us do this even as kids because they were like, it's a fun family tradition. And, you know, all of us here, we would all take our shot of peppermint schnapps. And it was always really, really fun. My mom was the guardian of tradition. It was really important to her that we stick to the traditions. She she would wake us up at 5.30 every Christmas morning. She was really militant about that. We were not allowed to sleep in. It had to be sleep groggy. It had to be dark. I would smell the coffee. And uh, that was just the way it is. And I remember when we got older and we started to push back on that a little bit. And we wanted to have a later start to the morning. It was hard for her. Um, I remember it was hard for her to make that adjustment for sure. And, and now that she's gone, man, I wish I could go back and keep doing it her way. There's so many things you wish, right, in hindsight. When I was growing up, Christmas was always... My absolute favorite time of the year. I loved everything about it. I loved the decorations and the music and getting to see extended family and the foods, everything. And I find myself now wanting to give that experience to people who didn't have that. I have a son-in-law and now my son's girlfriend who didn't grow up with a family celebration like that. And the whole decorating for Christmas and going to get the tree and all the special foods and stuff is foreign to them. And I want them to have it. I will go to extreme lengths to make sure they feel like they're part of the family, they are included in the celebration. I just want to give them what my idea of Christmas is. One of the funny stories I remember around Christmas time, I was out on my grandparents' deck and there was some freshly stacked snow on the edge of the deck on the railing. My grandfather was working down below doing something with his truck probably setting up the snowplow. And I thought it would be funny to push some of the snow off like on him and mess with him, which no one ever messed with him because he was really, really strict and growly, but he had a soft spot for me. So I pushed the snow off and it landed on him, but it went down between his shirt and coat and all that went straight down onto his skin on his back. <laughs> which scared me when he jerked around and looked up could tell that he was like frustrated but as soon as he realized that it was me broke out in a grin and started laughing and christmas eve was really special too we would all just drink and laugh and play songs and sing them and make up songs and it was just a big fun celebration just enjoying each other's company my dad and I always had a tradition of heading downtown for a whole afternoon of shopping together. Even when I was really little, I remember even the smell of Rideau Mall downtown and just how beautiful it was to see everything all lit up and all decorated. My dad was a romantic and he was very determined to get my mom just the right thing. And he would make a big show of letting me have an opinion about it. He was very good at gift giving and very thoughtful and um, very generous. And I think I just was deeply impacted by the love he was showing my mom in doing this thing every year and how deliberate he was being and how carefully he chose her gift. And we did that right up until we lost my mom. We haven't really done it since. I miss it. 
the house would get really quiet and all of us would kind of realize that the night was over. And before my grandpa passed, his phrase when everything was said and done was, all right, another busted Christmas. And and then everybody would go home. And it was just a really, really, like, wonderful time. Um, And I used to really, really look forward to Christmases specifically for memories like that and traditions like that, which were really, really special to me. We hope that you feel a deep, deep sense of connection to the people you love and are able to grab hold of as much joy as you possibly can with both fists as we close out this year. Keep walking alongside us in 2021. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you, and we will talk to you in the new year. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor.